0: Welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 59 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary. Back to talk to you with another week in the books we had a big week of a lot of nfl trades we got some questions on that we have the sam Darnold and zach wilson debate because of course we do it's never going to end forever and ever amen a 17 game season and as i mentioned your voicemails but before all of that let's take a word or let's take a minute for a word from our sponsors so The NFL draft season is now upon us. Free agency for the most part, done. It is possible that you might have Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. No good. We don't want that. That's why our partners at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have partnered with us to make sure you don't gamble on shaving your balls the way that you do on football. For all my draft geeks out there, we have an exclusive 20% off and free shipping promotion jets 20 use promo code jets 20 at manscaped.com you get the lawnmower 3.0 that really takes care of you one of my other favorite ones the cologne bam right there smells tremendous there's a reason why two million men around the world trust it and a part of each sale gets donated to testicular cancer research so it goes for a good cause as well check it out promo code jets 20 over at manscaped.com get yourself something nice so let's hop into this episode Obviously, Zach Wilson's Pro Day on Friday was a big storyline as well as some of the trades. If you haven't seen my video uh, on the trades, you can go back and uh, get a look at it. I'm not going to go super in-depth, but what I wanted to use the monologue or the intro for was to talk about the Sam Donald and Zach Wilson debate. And I am here to tell you that I am done with it. I am no longer getting... Uh, this is it. This podcast is the last time that I'm going to make any points because I. it is literally the same things get tweeted at me day after day after day. The same video. See how many people sent me the Lewis Riddick video? I know the throw against San Francisco from Sam Darnold was a really, really good throw. There is no denying that. No one is saying it isn't a good throw. And it's not the same as Zach Wilson's because Wilson's was 25 or 30 yards farther down the field. It's different, and it's okay to say that they are different. I liked Sam Darnold coming out. I thought he showed promise in his first two years. I did. But when you're looking at what Sam Darnold was as a prospect, he did not have and still does not have the same deep ball ability that Wilson or Justin Fields Or Trevor Lawrence has. He just doesn't. Sam Darnold, yes, a playmaker, for sure. No one's ever questioning that. That's one of the things he's good at, is expanding the play, rolling out, making throws on the run. But it's short to intermediate stuff. He is not getting the ball 40-plus yards down the field very often. That's why his YPA was really low last year, the year before that, and the year before that. That is not one of his strengths. You can come in here and say that he's a playmaker. I would agree with you. The issue with Sam Darnold and the whole reason for this Sam Darnold debate, whether it's Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, whoever you want at quarterback to say, I want to stick with Sam because X, Y, and Z. It's not necessarily because of the talent. It's There's so many other factors. The money. You have to give this guy a fifth-year option. Or if you don't, you put yourself in a bad hole because then, let's say you say, okay, we're going to keep him fourth-year then he plays well. Okay, well, now what do you do? You got a franchise tag him then at that point, and then you get into a Kirk Cousins situation. Or if he plays poorly, then you just let him walk, like what the Chicago Bears did with Mitch Trubisky, and you get zero value, and you end up with a Andy Dalton-like player at quarterback starting for you, and you're back into 2016 and 17 New York Jets land. Also, it's the mechanical regression and the reads that are the biggest issue with him. He, if you look at his play in his first year and even at some points in the second year too, the mechanic, his mechanics were never perfect, but they were not nearly as flawed as what they were last year. He was, just, he was just flat out bad. It's okay to say that in year three he was bad. You could say it's okay to admit that, hey, I liked Sam Darnold. I think it was the right pick. I thought it was a good pick at the time, and I thought he showed promise. But at the same time, at this point, it's probably best for both sides to move on so that he can get a fresh start because there's going to be so much pressure on him. If the Jets brought him back and the first game against whoever they're playing, pick it out of a hat. Let's say Buffalo week one again and they go three and out on that first drive at MetLife Stadium, he's going to get booed out of the building. The amount of pressure that is going to be on this kid is immense. And I like Sam. I do like Sam Donald. There are just too many factors on top of it for why it doesn't make sense to bring him back. And I can't take the debates online anymore I just can't do it because you're not going to convince the people who want to draft Zach Wilson or Justin Fields that it's okay to keep Sam Darnold and you're not going to convince the Sam Darnold people that it's okay to take Zach Wilson or Justin Fields and around and around and around and around we go it's just a never-ending debate and there's still what a month left April 29th is the first day of the draft this episode comes in on March 29th another month of this no, thank you. I have said my piece. You guys know where I stand. I've felt this way for a while at this point. You're not convincing me that I, the Jets should keep Sam Darnold. I'm not convincing you that the Jets should keep, uh, should draft Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. So that's it. This is it. This is my That is my last piece on this story. I can't continue to do it. I just can. So you can comment. You can tweet whatever you want at me. I am not responding. I'm not doing it so go right ahead you're just gonna be talking into the abyss because i for one am not doing anymore i just can't do it oh that felt good to finally get out on top of the sam Darnold and zach wilson debate we do have some other nfl news that came out and yes the big trades were another big storyline but a 17 game season is all but confirmed for the nfl and if you're wondering well who are the jets going to play in that 17th game Based on the schedule that was proposed by the NFL, they would be playing against the Philadelphia Eagles, which is ironic because they're a team that the Jets have never beaten before. They are 0-11 against the Eagles in the regular season. The last time they played them was in 2019. That was an ugly game. That was a Luke Falk start on the road, if I remember correctly. And the time before that was in 2015 where the Jets were uh, unable to win a Ryan Fitzpatrick game. I think that was their first loss of that season. It was early on. It was like week three or four uh, in that season. But the point remains the same. that They are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in that 17th game. Still just one bye week. And for for a couple of reasons, I I don't necessarily love this. Yes, I like more football. So like, that's cool. I just feel like the NFL had a perfect thing. The 16 game schedule, the playoffs they had with the six seeds, not the seven seeds. I I think that it was a perfect thing. Don't mess with it. And they're starting to play with it and they're starting to tinker with it. And another thing, like I'm so used to all the the schedules and the numbers adding up to 16 and stuff like that. Adding it in an extra game and having a an eight and nine team or a nine and eight team instead of a nine and seventeen, like that stuff's just gonna throw me off. I know it's so nitpicky and so weird to just like pick on that one little thing and be like, yeah, I don't like it because I, I'm not good at math and I don't want to think about numbers that add up to like seven and ten. Just sounds so weird. No, it's seven and nine. Like th- this is gonna take me forever to get used to. Am I old? man yelling at a cloud maybe like maybe that's just me being a little bit ridiculous here but at the end of the day like i don't know you're used to what you're used to and i think the nfl had something good the the amount of records that are going to get broken next year because there's a 17th game is going to be like every regular season record is going to get broken next year every single one just because you added that extra game so um it's it's going to be different it's going to take a little bit for me to get used to and I, I think at the end of the day, this is where we like everyone saw it going this way. I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or not, but this league is in the business of making money, and we know it's just going to make a little bit more money. So we'll see. I would, I, it, with an extra game, I think an extra bye week would have been nice because then that would push the season back to where the Super Bowl Sunday is during President's Day weekend. You could have off that Monday, but what do I know? I'm just some guy on the internet making videos. So we'll see what happens there, but ultimately it is what it is. So with that, let's get into those voicemails. First up, let's go to Roger and Comac. He wants to talk about the NFL draft. Let's hear what Roger has to say.
2: Hey, Matt, it's Roger and Comac calling Matt. Uh, I got a question for you because I can't sure. make sense of this. Um, I'm hearing these people talking about the jets wanting to get, you know, what they should be doing is going out and trading the number two pick for a haul of picks. Now, I'm looking up and down their roster, and I'm seeing that they've got a pretty good foundation, if you will. I mean, if you look at Podolski and Williams, they're going to be disruptive in the in the middle, especially Williams, um, in, in that four-three defense. Then you're going to have Franklin, Myers, and Lawson on the edge. That's solid. Uh, Mosley's coming back, and Cashman and Davis are going to play alongside him. You know, Mosey has take up you know most of the work. There, he's going to be you know he's going to be the the workhorse there. Uh, the other two are going to be support, so they're going to be good. Uh, and then May and Davis are serviceable at the safety position. So, what does that leave you with? You got you bring back Pool to be your slot corner, and you have Hall that acts as your number two corner. So then, looking at the draft, all you really need to address two guard positions, a center, two cornerbacks, a quarterback, and a tight end. And to be honest with you, the way I have it broken down, take a quarterback number one. Uh, you take the number with your second number one pick. You take a corner that's going to be your number one corner. Uh, and then this is a, this is a, a draft that I believe is, is offensive line heavy. So right. you can effectively you can take your center with the, numbers, uh, with the second round pick. And then in the third round, you, know, you can go for your guard or your tight end. Um, and whatever, whatever you miss out on, you've got two number picks, two number one picks next year. So explain it to me, uh, Matt. Why do we really need that hall of picks with the number two overall? I don't understand it. Great show, by the way. Thanks for taking the
1: call. Really appreciate it, Roger. Um, I'll say this. I, I don't. I'm, you're not going to convince me that the Jets would be in a better spot if they did trade back. I think the most important position is the quarterback, and getting that right is going to make all the difference in the world with the right coaching and the right talent around it. Um, and you're right. They do have a nice foundation. They, they they do need to add more. Corner is still a need. Interior offensive line is still a need. Could use some depth at tight end and running back on the offensive side of the ball. Could use some depth at linebacker. But you look at the left tackle spot. That's a huge, huge thing in the NFL. You need a good one. They got that covered. Edge rusher got that covered. Finally, maybe they'll add another one this year in the draft at some point. Could potentially get it covered with quarterback. I think they have a really nice receiving core. Is it elite? No, but I don't think you need an elite-level receiving core. I think if you can get by with four really solid bodies, you're in great shape. And like I said, maybe tight end. You get another tight end in here to go with Chris Herndon, and that makes the offense a little bit more interesting. But I'm with you. I don't think it makes sense um, because you are being passing on a, a very important position, the most important position. So thank you, Roger. Next up, Joe in Florida. He wants to talk about pick 23.
0: Hey, what's going on, man? This is Gil from Palm Bay, Florida. After watching your show, um, you know, I was a big fan of Donald and wanting to keep him and move forward. And I know this topic is getting a bit, you know. <laughs> um, but after watching the video on Zach Wilson and listening to Chris Sims and how freakishly, freak bleh, these past few years, I'm all for moving with Zach Wilson and okay. having a chief quarterback for the next few years, saving that money um, at that position. My biggest question is at 23, um, do you see like a J.C. Horn falling down? I'm a big mm. fan of his. Um, I like what we've been doing through free agency thus far. I'm not sure why everyone else kind of hates it. Um, I think it's been smart moves outside of the rankings or deal with the Saints. Um, but I'm looking forward to this upcoming season um, and seeing, you know, how the draft plays out in our favor. Hope you guys have a great day. A good
1: yeah. Thank you so much for checking in, Joe. I, I agree with you. I and mean, the free agency has been pretty solid. Uh, they definitely need help at interior offensive line and corner going into the draft. So i uh, not ready to say or, or give a grade on the off season just yet until we see what the draft looks like at 23. I don't know if J.C. Horn's going to be there. I love him as a player. I think he would make a ton of sense. I think the Caleb Farley injury, it, it probably helps um, Horn's draft stock to go up. I would love Elijah Vera Tucker, but I don't know if he gets past the Vikings at 14. There are a lot of guys who would be really good fits for the Jets that I just don't know if they're going to be there at 23. Uh, maybe they still look for corner at that spot. Uh, I think it'd be a touch early for a Creed Humphrey. Uh, I see him as more of a a second round guy, but would it shock me if Joe Douglas wanted to, you know, address offensive line and maybe go a little bit off the beaten path by doing it? Like I I think Creed Humphrey at 23 would be a little bit outside the box. Maybe he does something like that, but I still really look at, at corner and if a corner is not taken at 23 or 34, then I, I really don't know what the plan is at the position. And they probably still need to address a uh, slot corner as well, which is something you could probably do in around three. Uh, so they are going to take, I think, multiple corners in this year's draft, and uh, we'll see if that plan pays off. Thank you, Joe, for checking in. Let's go to Rob in Tennessee. He wants to talk about some Sam Darnold destinations.
3: Uh, yes, this is Rob Martin in Morristown, Tennessee, from Long Island, New York.
0: Uh,
3: I think the possibly maybe the Washington Redskins or uh Bears or somebody like that, uh, uh that took it um, Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton, they should uh, trade for Sam uh hmm. during the draft and uh have him sit with them and learn with them for a year while while uh, he's still in the rookie contract. And uh I think we basically we should take Zach Wilson. Okay. And in the 23rd overall, take uh take an uh, uh, offensive lineman and, and uh, uh, protect Zach Wilson more. Uh, so that's my thoughts.
1: Thank you so much, Rob, for calling and checking in with us. Uh, I think those two teams make the most sense. Uh, Washington, obviously, going with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Maybe they would like some insurance or a more of a long-term option there. I don't know how they feel about Heineke. Uh, he could still potentially be something there so uh as for the bears like yeah i don't think anyone believes andy dalton is the is the guy uh i think one of those two teams are going to be in on mac jones also so that might deter them from going the darnold route denver and carolina could also be locations um if they don't trade up for a quarterback in this draft uh denver is nine and carolina is eight i believe somewhere right around in that range right at the end of uh, the top 10, which I don't think any of the four quarterbacks make it that far. I think there's a good chance three go in the top five, if not four, if someone else moves up. So I don't know if any of those quarterbacks will be there for either of those teams. So maybe they'd rather take a swing on Sam Darnold, which I get it. That makes It makes sense wanting to give him another shot. He will get another shot in the NFL one day. I just don't think it's going to be with this team. Um, hopefully that answers your question, Rob. Next up, I don't have a name, but someone's calling from Bayshore. They want to talk CJ Mosley.
3: Matt, love the show. I'm from Bayshore. How much can we get for CJ Mosley for
1: the trade? Thank you so much. Later. I don't think his value is very high right now, and I fully expect him to come back and be the starter at middle linebacker. I don't think the Jets are in a position to – Uh, be giving up linebacker bodies. They just aren't really that deep at the position. And I I think with him not playing in essentially two years, you're not going to be able to get much for him on the trade market. Uh, I think maybe you could move on from him after this year, but I I think he's going to be the starter, middle linebacker on this team. I really don't see a scenario in which they decide to go a a different direction at the position. Uh, And his value is probably as low as it's going to be so you'd be selling at a super low point i really don't think it makes a ton of sense to move on from cj mosley at this point uh ben in new jersey is up next and he wants to talk about the big nfl trades
4: what's up matt it's ben from jersey so i left a voicemail on wednesday but i prefer you use this one because this one is a lot more a lot bigger so obviously i'm calling on friday so the trades Two massive trades been made. Yes. The San Francisco 49ers trade pick 12, two future first, and a future third to Miami for the third overall pick. And then literally 15, 20 minutes later, the Dolphins trade with the Philadelphia Eagles for pick six, pick 156. And then the Eagles um, trade um, trade for pick 12, pick 123, and a, few, and a future first. So, how does this affect the New York Jets? In my opinion, this is a, basically a confirmation that we're going to draft Zach Wilson.
0: Because
4: if San Francisco wanted Zach, if, if San Francisco wanted to trade up to two and get Zach Wilson, I think the Jets would have probably. I mean, that's a huge haul with Miami: three firsts and a third. If they offer, if the Jets got that same offer and they turned it down, I think they're set on taking Wilson. So, but, and also this rules out San Francisco as a trade partner for Darnold. Schefter sure. says Garoppolo still isn't really on the trade block, but so anything can happen. I think for San Francisco, it's Garoppolo or quarterback. But another thing I want to talk about, I was just watching the um, Zach Wilson pro day, and I tune in and I hear the um, commentators talking about Sam Darnold being traded. I heard, ben, heard I heard potential names such as Denver and Carolina and Washington being Sooners, and I heard them talking about the trade up scenarios, not for this, not for a second round pick. So I heard Sam and I heard maybe Sam and uh, twenty three for eight, Sam and twenty three for nine. I heard Sam and thirty four for nineteen, and I'll be really happy if that happens because having three picks in the first round huge i feel like i've never seen that with that with teams really you really don't see that actually not that that happened in miami last year never mind so um let me know your thoughts about these two trades and if this basically confirms that we're getting zach wilson and let me know about the sam darnold trade scenarios that i talked about thank you and go juts
1: yeah appreciate the call ben i really want to go more in depth uh, in a separate video on the trade up with Sam Darnold. It's interesting. I don't know how likely it is, but it is interesting to think about. And if the Jets could get another swing in the first round, that'd be incredible. I mean, you look at the 2000 Jets, they had four picks in the first round, and that completely that changed a lot for this team. It really did. They had Chad Pennington, who was the quarterback for a long time. If he didn't get hurt, maybe that's a completely different story. What happens there? Sean Ellis was a longtime Jet. John Abraham was a very good Jet and then turned into Nick Mangold in a trade. And then uh, Anthony Becht was a decent tight end for them for a few years. Um, These kinds of drafts could be franchise-changing. If you're able to give up, let's say, 34 and Darnold and you move up to 19, let's say, where Washington is, then okay, I I would do it. I don't know if, again, I don't know how likely it is to do that, but it's super cool to think about. Um, As for... What what else do we have in here? Sorry, uh, oh, with the trades and how it impacts the Jets, um, yeah, I I really don't buy the Adam Schefter story where San Francisco San Francisco didn't call the New York Jets. That doesn't really make sense. I think if you're trading up for a quarterback, you'd probably want to get in the number two spot or see if the Jets are going to be in the number are willing to give up the number two spot. Since that didn't happen, to me, that kind of tells you all you need to know the direction that the Jets are going to go with the pick and I know maybe Carolina calls maybe Denver calls but the likelihood of that happening I think is probably pretty slim uh, in my eyes anyway so thanks Ben I really like the idea of them using Darnold to to trade up again don't know how likely it is but I think I'm going to go more in depth on that this week in another video Uh, Travis from Ohio is up next let's hear from Travis
3: hey Matt
1: yo Travis from Ohio
3: Hey, I wanted to get your take on us keeping Sam, but keeping, but not picking up his fifth year option, and still taking Zach Wilson at number two. Quarterback market is, is dried up in free agency, and we're not getting any value for Sam. <clears throat> Plus, he's a cheap veteran, and our quarterback room with him, Zach, and our secret weapon. James Morgan would <laughs> be super cheap. James Morgan. So, and even if we, if we keep white somehow. Anyway, we can never cake and eat it too because we could franchise Sam if he balls out and then trade him while the value's high or get a comp pick for him if he gets free agency. On the flip side, though, if he sucks again, We can let him walk and know that we got to see Wilson play because Sam can't play a full season as usual, and we put him in when we were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Anyway, lastly, uh, it's been a while since we saw an O'Leary cartwheel of joy. (laughs) What needs to happen in 2021 to get another one of those? Love you. Go Jets. Bye.
1: Uh, when was the last time I I did one for the Leonard Williams trade? Wow, those are that's a real OG. That shows you how long Travis has been around. Um, did I do one for the Jamal trade? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. How about how about if the Jets finish with a winning record, nine and eight? I'll do a cartwheel at nine and eight. We talked about the seventeen games schedule. If they hit nine wins, I'll do a cartwheel. There we go. Um, I. I understand your logic behind wanting to keep Sam in that instance. I just think it would create a toxic environment in the locker room and with the fan base and stuff like that. I just think it's better to clean the slate and just move, and move on for both sides. I don't think it would be good for Sam to come back. And if he was starting with Zach Wilson sitting behind him, then the, the the second he goes three and like I said, first possession goes three and out, you're going to hear the boos and, and calls for Zach Wilson already. Like it's a lose-lose situation for both sides. Uh, so I really think it's either keep him or trade him. Those are really the only two options. I don't think you could draft a quarterback at two and still have him on the roster. But I want to do another cartwheel, Travis. So hopefully the Jets go nine and eight this year. Last call. Let's check in with Angelo in Tennessee, and he wants to talk about staying at two and uh, why he thinks that's going to happen.
5: Hey, Matt. Angelo from uh, Memphis calling again. And I want to say, you're right, bro. I got to give it to you. You did a lot of good work, a lot of good research. Um, Thank you. You're the man. I think you're right on. uh, You you hit the nail on the head with the hammer. You're right on point with this. I think uh, now it's pretty obvious Jets are going either Zach Wilson or let's see what Justin Fields does on this pro day, but... That's it. I think we're staying there. I think Joe Douglas sees offensive lineman in the draft he can get, with it's Elijah Berry, Tucker, Wyatt, Davis, and there's so many more, Creed Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Um, also tackle. I mean, I don't know if we really need tackle right now, but we're definitely drafting two guards or a center and a guard. And uh, you got to think we're going to probably go corner. And I like uh, Greg Newsom. Me too. So I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. It's going to be a guard, maybe Elijah Berry, Tucker, Wyatt, Davis, and then Greg Newsom. That's going to be the first three picks, quarterback, uh, cornerback, or uh, offensive lineman. And uh, that's it. I think the only question is now, Matt, what number does Zach Wilson wear? Does he wear number one mm. or does he wear number 11 for the Jets? All right, buddy. Good work, man. Hey, one of these days, Rich Cimini's job going to become available. So <laughs> keep doing the good work, man. You'll get there one day. All right. Go, Jets.
1: Really, really appreciate the kind words, Angelo. That means a lot to me. Um So a couple of things. Um, Let's first start with Justin Fields. I want to touch on a little bit because I, while I prefer Zach Wilson, I've said this before too. I'm not anti Justin Fields. I think he is a really good prospect and I think people are being too critical and overthinking him a little bit. Uh, To me, he really reminds me of Dak Prescott. He has a huge arm. Uh, I like his grittiness and I I think the the running, you can't discount the running ability as well. Um so I wouldn't be necessarily upset if the Jets went that way even though I do prefer Zach Wilson. Um and as far as it goes with the number, I don't know, I don't like the number 1 for a quarterback. For a kicker, it's a little bit different. I'm not a big fan of of it. So I'm hoping 11, maybe number 10? Is that sacrilegious? That was Chad Pennington's number. He can't wear number 10. Um I'm going to say well, Denzel Mims is 11. So that I don't know Ugh. Is, would he take away that number? Is there number 10 on the roster right now? Jets numbers. Hang on. I'm going to look this up right now. What are the, what are our options here? Because uh, number I don't know. Like I said, I'm just not big on having number one for your quarterback. Let's just number 10. Oh, Braxton Barrios. Forget it. Yeah, Braxton Barrios can give up his number. That, that's, yeah. Denzel Mims isn't giving up his number. Who who cares about Braxton Barrios and your sixth receiver? So, yeah, number 10. That's going to be my pick for him. Uh, I think he wears number 10. So that's going to do it on this episode. About a half hour in length. Nice podcast. Got a little rant in there. Got some questions in here as well. And I'm excited. This is my favorite time of year right now. Weather's getting nicer. Draft is right around the corner. Prediction time, mock draft season. I had a first round mock come out uh, yesterday. So hopefully you got to see that. If you didn't, check it out. Uh, And next week, same thing, man. I'll be right back after it and continue to get after it every week. I love it. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe uh, to wherever you get the podcast. Make sure to give a rating and review. That really helps me out a lot. And I appreciate all the love and support. That's going to do it for me. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.